0: Teddy Feinberg, Jim Site, Matt Alabone, Game Time PA Podcast. It's been a raging success the last few weeks, so we're just going to keep uh, rolling them out there. Uh, this coming off the heels of the District 3 basketball tournaments, um, which obviously saw a lot of York County success, and then as well um, as the upcoming state playoffs. But, gentlemen, first things first, how are things going? Jim, how, how are you? A long week last week, and then – you had a little weekend. How was the weekend? How were things going?
1: I think they're going well. I had time to um, have my feet thaw out after sitting and standing.
2: But you, Matt, up. I'm doing pretty good. Uh, recovered from that trip to Reading for regional wrestling, balancing the wrestling and basketball schedules right now. Could but you find
1: Wilson? I have yet to find Wilson without getting lost. It's
2: kind of funny, you told me that, and then when you turn onto the road, immediately the GPS tells you you're at the school, but it's like further down the road, so I kind of understand where you're coming from. But uh, it was very packed, so not great parking, but I uh, found it okay. I'm was all right, Matt. You got a haircut. I did get a haircut last week. I also sh- shaved this past weekend because I was seeing my grandmother, and I knew she would yell at me if I had facial hair. So you can't tell, but I am uh, cleanly shaven right now.
0: You were just on top of your game today. <laughs> and he's got a he's got new pair of kicks as well. But obviously the, reader, the listeners can't see this stuff. We're just kind of giving you uh, just annoying context. Let's move on. Uh, District 3 champions. We had our fair share. Um, none garnered more headlines than the Northeastern boys. Um, they went out and they beat Mechanicsburg. I want to say the final score was 61-44, if I'm not mistaken. An incredible game, all things considered. A Northeastern outscored Mechanicsburg 26-6 in the fourth quarter. So the final score wasn't really indicative of how competitive the game was. Um, foul trouble played a huge factor in the game. In the first half, it was Northeastern. Some of their big guns were relegated to very limited minutes because of foul trouble. and the second half, more M- Mechanicsburg standout point guard. Um, I believe Scheib Um he was out of the game basically he got a, his, his um, fourth foul um, late in the third quarter and he eventually fouled out in the fourth quarter that really swung the game um, but Jim obviously you and I were there Matt was there all three of us were there what were your guys key takeaways uh, from Northeastern's title run and Jim I'll start with you
1: despite the the, the point margin the margin of victory I thought this was one of the better games uh, in the district tournament, especially in the, the finals round, um, just because of that uh, amazing run, the kind of Northeastern managed to pull it off there. I mean, once Scheib went to the bench, it was like they, they flipped a switch and uh, Northeastern pressed. They had trouble with it, and all of a sudden the game was over, and it was over in a matter of um, – I forget what that 10-0 run went, something like a minute, minute and a half, um, and uh, – even though Northeastern was only up at four points, I think. At that point, you kind of knew it was over.
2: I think that, that press once Northeastern side to really start attacking them was really kind of when the game change Early on, Mechanicsburg was definitely dictating the pace. They were pounding the ball down low to Cade Alley, Alioth, I don't know how to say his last, last name. but Alioth. Uh, Alioth. But uh, he had their first 12 points. I know Teddy tweeted early on, it was like Alioth 12, Northeastern 7 in the first quarter. Uh, and he finished still with like 23, but he had 20 early in the third. He was dominating down low. Once Northeastern started pressing, they were able to use their speed, their quickness to their advantage, and get on the break a lot. They really kind of took control of the game. Fred Mulba, huge game, 27 points. But definitely still a, a team effort from Northeastern. And that dunk by Brandon Coleman that – yeah, it's only worth two points, as John Eister would probably say, but it definitely kind of changed the, the momentum, put him up on by four, but that was kind of the beginning of uh, the end in that run.
1: We, we caught Eister at the the very end of the night, and uh, Teddy and I did, and he was saying, you know, we got away with play, play, basically playing five guards all year long. And you could see where if Northeastern's going to run into trouble in the state tournament, you can see where it's going to happen. It's going to be if somebody has a dominating big man. Alley off is only six five, so if they run into somebody who's six they're going to be in trouble. Brandon Coleman was c- covering Alley off at the end of the game, and I thought he did an, a, a pretty good job, considering Brandon's, I think, 6'2". Alley off is six 6'5", um, so you kind of see where Northeastern's a great team, um, but just like anybody else, they have, have a weak spot, and, and going against a big man would definitely be – Concern.
0: Well, I, I think if the point guard doesn't get into foul trouble, the outcome could be drastically different when you consider the fact he's running the offense. He's also going to get the post player, the basketball, in the spots that Alioth wants the basketball. Um, so, I, you know, I obviously you know, I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. And one of my issues with basketball is, that I've been saying this for years, that fa- fouls can really dictate the outcome of a game. I mean, it can really take a certain player – Out of a game, Um, it can – I mean, let me just give you an example. When Northeastern played at Spring Grove this year, uh, Fred Mulba got taken out of the game very early. Um, Northeastern, I thought, was – they were in a lot of trouble early. They were down 25-20. Mechanicsburg was deep into their bench, which is frankly a a major Achilles heel for Northeastern. But Mechanicsburg didn't really capitalize on that. They kind of held on the ball for the last minute and a half, two minutes. They
1: were holding for the last shot, which is usually a smart play – in Pennsylvania basketball, but when you get into Northeastern's bench, you have to attack. That's at when it. you have to attack, and and they, mi- I think they missed an opportunity there. They missed
0: the boat there a little bit, and the, and the game was essentially Northeastern scoring balance of the f- the four or five starters they have on the floor, they can all kind of you know get the get the ball in the hole, um, at a fairly even rate. Very well balanced team against two dominant players in the point guard and the post player at Mechanicsburg. And um, to balance one out, the point guard sat on the bench uh, for a long period of time in the second half, and the rest is history. But so much credit goes to Northeastern because well, they have two losses this year. Right. Um, You know, they had a lot. I think they had a lot of pressure on them to win the YA tournament. They did. I think they're playing a little freer this time now in the district tournament. Uh, They did. And and um, let's not forget this is their first
1: year moving up to Division One, the big school in New York. Adams, and they replaced. John gave us the quote after the game. I think it was 40 points per game. I mean, yes, this is a super talented team um, with underclassmen, but they had to replace a lot.
0: They also blew Spring Grove out in the semifinals. First half was close. Second half was not. They took it to them. So Northeastern really, you know, they, they played well at the right time of year for sure. So um, I give a lot of credit to them, and it, it was definitely a cool run. There's no question. Do you guys have anything to add about that?
2: I just want to ask you guys, have you seen John Eister as happy as he was after they won the district title ever?
1: No, never. I I, I even commented to him. I put down the video camera for a moment. He was near the foul line as the team was accepting the trophy. And I looked over and I said, John, you're actually smiling. And he said, this is cool. And it was just one of those moments where you kind of see John's one of those intense guys, a really good coach. He's done this for a lot of years. One time I've seen him really
0: um, relax after the kids finally brought home the title for northeastern. yeah I I um I haven't seen him that that happy I mean he it was funny because it, it after the game uh, a bunch of the assistant coaches said hey coach you know you can let loose a little bit you can relax now you know and, and like Jim said you know he, he was smiling I think he he took a deep breath for sure but
1: and almost did the Lambo leap into the student section in the gift. northeastern cat den
0: you know what? I, I know it's just – it's 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 quote-unquote just high school basketball, but I I think there is sizable pressure on these coaches. I really do. I think there was sizable pressure. I don't know if he would come out and, and admit it to the fullest degree, but I think there was sizable pressure on Coach Iser to win the YA tournament, and I think there's sizable pressure on high school boys' basketball coaches in, in this area and beyond, and, and just high school coaches in general. And you, you, you can kind of see it a little bit. I, I think it was a really big deal for him and the program – They had a lot of expectations to come in coming into the year. There's something to be said about leading up to living up to those expectations. All right, let's move on. Susquehanna girls, they also were victorious.
1: How about that foul call? We got to start with the foul call. 1.9 seconds left. Jaden Walker's on the wing. She loses momentarily control of the ball. She's got her back to the basket. She's beyond the three point arc and they whistle a foul. Are you kidding me? I wouldn't have blown the whistle there. No way. You don't blow that whistle if it's on the low post. How would you blow it like 20 feet from the basket? Yeah, I, I I'm with you. Susquehanna. You, you know, I'm not faulting any of the players on the on the court. They were all playing hard, and I think, I think Harrisburg did foul her. I just, I, did, I just don't know how that foul call is made. But on the other argument, the same officiating crew also blew a. Uh, three-pointer that came after the buzzer. There was 1.6 seconds left. Harrisburg inbounded it to their big girl who who finished with a game-high 19. She had the ball in her hand, took a step, shot a three-pointer, and sank it. Um, And everybody's like, wow, that's a really long 1.6 seconds to be able to catch the ball, take a step, and shoot. And replays and photos showed that the ball was still in her hand when the light was on.
0: No, I think you bring up a really good point on both fronts. I would not have blown the whistle there considering everything you said. She's she's not even near the three-point line. Her back is to the basket. She's getting stripped. Whistle blows. There's just a time and a place to blow the whistle. That's not it. But I'll also say... I thought the officiating throughout the game was uh, shaky on both sides. Yeah, and I, I did not. It was not the best officiating game. It was not, and I thought that both teams got equal treatment in that regard. Right. I, I mean, there were times where I looked up and I said, "Wow, you know," throughout the game, where I said, "Susquehannock, you know, if I were them, I'd be upset." I mean, they're you know they're getting fouled on the press break, they're turning the ball over. Where's the whistle? Right. Um, you know, so for that to happen late, and and I give Walker Jaden Walker a ton of credit for stepping up to the free throw line and hitting the free throws. But oh, one point nine p- seconds left.
1: They call a timeout. She goes to the bench. She makes one. They're up one. They call another timeout. She goes to the bench. Makes the other it one.
0: Makes the other one. Huge
1: pressure yeah. pack situation. Pressure she, pack. she cashed in both times. But
0: I but I, I do agree with you. It's kind of she wasn't getting a shot off. Period. No, they blew that whistle, no.
1: So. I mean that was rough. But the whole like we've talked about, the whole game was kind of roughly officiated.
2: I'm the only one who wasn't at this game, but I will say I was. Kind kind of following along while I was at wrestling and I saw the, the video of that at the end of the first half when the girl hits that three and she clearly is holding the ball. So I don't know if you can say it's really a, a makeup call, but you know, she makes a three there. Susky gets a two at the end. They win by two. So I guess that sorta of balances it yeah, out right there. I mean
1: I I think it does. But Susky did an amazing job. This is this is kinda this they put on a show like they have put on all year. This is balanced scoring. Uh their best player is Tyler Williams. She was held to six points, was in foul trouble. I think she picked up her third maybe halfway or early into the third quarter. She finished with six. But then Taylor Tenora, their their, their guard, finished with a game-high 13. Jaden had 12. Uh, I think Jayla Galbraith, their, their um, three-pointer who wowed everybody by going behind the back and then draining a three-pointer for a first shot ever made at Giant Center. I think she finished with a just balanced team, smart team, methodical team. And I knew when Harrisburg missed its opportunity at the offensive end, Susquehannock got the ball with like a minute 34 left. Dave Schreiner calls a timeout, and I knew what he was going to do. He's going to hold the ball. They're going to get the last shot, and if they make it, they're going up, and it, uh, and Harrisburg's going to have to make a desperation heave, or he's going to OT, and that's what they did. They're just a smart team. They play team ball. They they, they share the ball, and for that reason, they got a shot in, in state tournament play as far as winning some games.
0: Well, I completely agree with you. Uh, they, they, I couldn't say it better myself. They really played team basketball. Um, I think they have a lot of talent. Uh, I think they could have even um, – now, did they win YAD, too?
1: They won back-to-back this year. They won this year and last year. They lost their leading scorer, Ashley Stone, last year. That was the only, you know, big senior they lost. So, that they won the title um, back-to-back years. And you got to think, I mean, Tyler Williams – they lose Tyler Williams this year, um, but everybody else is back.
0: Yeah, they, they have a good team. They have a lot of talent on their team. I thought that they could have done better even in the YA tournament. I heard that game against New Oxford, that there were some foul issues in that game. and may have taken some key players off the court. I was not there, but certainly not making excuses or taking away from what anyone did. But um, I, I think that Susquehannock, for sure, they have a nice team. Harrisburg had a lot of very good athletes. I, I think Harrisburg definitely out-athleted them, if, that, if that's a term. But I think that Susquehanna clearly showed the ability to kind of, you know, they controlled the pace of the game. And, uh, you know, and, and Harrisburg also, I mean, Harrisburg had a terrible technical foul in that game. At Harrisburg, they didn't do themselves any favors no. either. We can point to that whistle late, but. You know, they, 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 the, I definitely will point to the tech. Every game, every point in a game like that matters. So. Absolutely, yeah. Um,
1: and, and 5A girls, it promises to be a, a York County affair, at least in the first two rounds, what we're going to cover. We might as well stick with 5A and and the state tournament. We've got four teams in the 5A bracket. All four are bunched together um, at the top of that bracket um, where we have Susky's going to be playing Radner. Um, Radner uh, apparently has a two – uh, really good really good uh, three-point shooters, um, but that should be a good matchup for Susky. And then the the game right below it in the bracket, it's New Oxford at Abington Heights. Uh, Abington Heights, I believe, is the District 2 champ. Um, they've got a really good point guard in Hannah Kowalski and a, and a big girl in Alessia Brunora, but if, if, if New Oxford can, can win, if Susky can win, we're going to see an all-York Adams second-round game. States and then we got a chance to see the same thing if West York and and Dover can pull off some upsets there
2: Definitely be a fun rematch to see Suski and New Oxford play again after what Teddy was talking about before the uh, first round of the York Adams tournament One of the, you know kind of marquee games of that tournament probably new oxford's best performance or one of their best performances of the year to beat a team that's, that we
1: thought was going to be right down to the wire and yeah it, and it they, was over they won by, the like, first by like
2: 14 points they they played really well that game now susky obviously enters this tournament uh much hotter than new oxford does so that'll be interesting to see if new oxford can uh shake off an early exit in the district tournament and win a game in states but it would be interesting to see those two teams play again see if Suski can stay out of foul trouble this time
0: We might as well just touch on the 5A boys as well, because we talked about Northeastern. Uh, They are going to be playing seventh-place finisher. Jim, you need to help me with this. Oh, Wissahickon. Oh, and the
1: interesting tidbit, District 3 interesting tidbit, Star player for Wissahickon this year is Billy Owens' son. Billy Owens won four state titles at Carlisle in the 80s, went on to, I believe, a 12-year NBA career. He's still a legend in this area. Everybody kind of knows him. So uh, Billy's son, one of Billy's sons, is playing for Wissahickon this year. So, um, And that is in, in no means we found out in the state tournament with William Penn winning the District 3 title. If you match up against any team from District 1, you might have your hands full or you're going to have your hands full. It doesn't matter what place they finished in, um, just a hotbed for basketball.
0: Continuing rattling awesome some district, uh, some Class 5A boys basketball matchups locally for the state playoffs. Spring Grove, they're going to be on the road. They're going to face West Scranton on the road. Uh, we know what Eli Brooks can do. Is it his last game in a Rockets uniform? Time will tell. Uh, but clearly a tough road test there. Uh, Talking to
1: some reporters who've seen that team, they, they think Eli's got a shot in that game. Absolutely. So, and, and by Eli, I mean Spring Grove. They think Spring Grove has a chance of winning. him.
0: <laughs> you know, no question. And then New Oxford as well. Um, they take on District 1 champion <coughs> Archbishop Wood. That's, that's tough. That game's going to be at Philadelphia University. Yeah, that will definitely be a highly intriguing game. Now, Northeastern, we mentioned they are playing District 1, seventh place uh, finisher uh, Wissahickon uh, at West York High School, 7.30 p.m. on Friday. I believe the game preceding that at West York High School is going to be the York Country Day. Um, the Greyhound boys team, they are going to be facing third-place finisher, finisher Jenkins Town, or Jenkintown. Um, that's a 6 p.m. tip-off. Your country day, um, it kind of was a foregone conclusion that they were going to run through the 1A District 3 bracket, but they certainly did not disappoint. Um, they absolutely pile-dried. I believe it was um, it was at Lebanon, um, Lebanon County Christian, if I'm not mistaken, um, in the championship game for the District 3 Class 1A Boys Championship. Um, Your Country Day absolutely rolled through the competition in that game. Darius Brown. Jordan Ray was unbelievable in that game. They have a lot of talent. Um, And, yeah, I mean, you walked away from that game saying to yourself, uh, this team could play with other YA teams for certain. Absolutely. Bigger
1: classifications, absolutely. They can can play ball with anybody. Jordan Ray, like you said, just came out. He was unbelievable. I I had texted him the night before, and he's like, we're pumped. We're ready to go. And when I was talking to him on the phone, um, and, man, did he show it. He came out. I forget what he dropped, if it was 36 or 39, but just a dominating effort. I think um, just just with classification size, I think your Country Day is probably, if you're looking for a York team with the best chance of advancing the farthest or the furthest in the tournament, you have to look at York Country Day. It's the, the small school classification, but they're also loaded. They've got D'Arias Brown. They have Jordan Ray. They've got some options and uh, a team that can press and, and do a lot of different things.
2: Yeah, they're definitely probably the team from our area who's a chance to go far. Uh, that was the first time I've seen Jordan Ray was playing in that district title game. Uh, Thirty-nine points—you can just tell how excited he was. Uh, only, I've only seen him play sports a few times. So i play football a couple times, but uh, definitely probably one of the best athletes we have overall in, in this area. In the, in the
1: Class A state bracket, the team to watch out for for your country day—if they kind of hold serve here um, and advance to the quarterfinals—they could have a tough one against Lords Regional. Um, but you know, everybody's going to have a tough game in the state tournament.
0: Jordan Ray was just raining threes in that game. You know, I felt early on that was a team in that game. They really turned up their press defense as well. And really turned the tables. Um, I thought that um, Lebanon or Lancaster County, Lancaster County Christian, um, really they they came out and played really strong in the first half. I want to say the score was thirty-seven, thirty-two. Maybe at intermission, thirty-six, thirty-one was a score at halftime. Uh, so they played a really tough first half, but. Um, country day really turned up uh, the defensive intensity you guys mentioned Ray who was hitting from all angles and um, Jim mentioned Brown also they had another player because I'm blanking on everything right now I believe Tyler um, the, the sophomore player that came from Trinity um, he had a nice game as well Jalen Gorham. Gorham tall guy post player yep, yeah, he four. had a
1: sweet un- underneath the hoop reverse yes I mean, they are they are stacked. For Clearly top a. heavy. Clearly yeah.
0: top heavy team. They have three or four guys that can really play for sure. Um, so we'll see the type of run they can go on um, down the stretch here in the state playoffs. Um, York York Catholic girls basketball. How they- did
1: we wait so long to get to York Catholic and Delone Catholic matchup? We, we saved the best for last. Okay. Yup,
0: okay. yep, yep, We saved the best for last. There. We knew
1: we were getting a York Adams champ out of this game like we always do. I forget how many how many times have they matched up now? Is this
2: fifth time? Fifth time in the past seven years. <sighs> Insane. Just, uh, just in a district in a district title game, and, you know, right? Go yeah, back so, even longer and so, more district playoff times. I mean,
1: I mean this 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 rivalry in the districts goes back almost um, probably as long as these girls have been alive that are on the floor right now for for these two teams. But um, this one kind of played out how we we've seen it play out in the past, where really close game and in the second half. You, you're Catholic um, probably has a deeper team this year. Definitely, um, yeah. they they have they have a a better guard and, and and kate who can kate ballhoff who can kind of drive on anybody and creates everything for uh can create everything for your catholic and then she's got some some nice options with Janaya Wright i think dropped down a big three in the second half um for them for York catholic so um but but state tournament we just hit the reset button um and we expect both of these teams to kind of get out of the first round and maybe make some noise here
2: yeah it will be interesting to see what either of those teams can uh can do in the state tournament. I know, uh, Jerry Road, DeLone's coach, thought his team had a chance to win a game or two. Uh, York Catholic just has a you know a tough kind of road in their half of the bracket, but they're definitely a team that could make some noise early. Uh, just want to point out on that district game, probably York Catholic's best performance of the three times that they actually played DeLone this year. They didn't really have to, didn't have to make a comeback. They were kind of in control. It would be interesting to see what those two teams do in the future of this rivalry. I have a story that's up on Game Time PA right now. Both teams are very young. They're going to be around for a while. And DeLone, which has lost all five of those district matchups in the past seven years, Be very interesting to see if they can finally win one the next couple years because the whole all of your Catholics team comes back next year, so it's one more year Kate Ballhoff, but Delone brings back most of their team, all their uh, forwards that cause trouble for teams. They're all back. Maddie Clayball is going to be a player to watch. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, the future of that rivalry. But obviously, right now those teams still uh, have a chance to make some noise in the state playoffs.
0: Other teams that are going to be making noise in the state playoffs locally, Central York girls basketball. They lost in the class fi- in the Class Six A District Three semifinals. Um, they lost to um, what is wrong with me? Cumberland they Valley. They lost to Cumberland Valley. Who means- was the
1: three-time defending state champ who got dropped by uh, league rival Central Dolphin in the the championship game? And then Central York went on and lost the seeding game as well, which could. Could factor in big. They, they get a tough opponent in the first round. They have Central
0: Bucks West. That game is at 7.30 p.m. Um, it's at Warminster. So it's in Warminster at William Tennant High School. So a road game, obviously, for Central York. Um, we'll see how they can do there. Jim mentioned the Class 5A girls team, Susquehannock, West York, New Oxford, Dover. They're all in action. Continuing down the girls' side, York Suburban in Class 4A. The Trojans travel to Sunbury to play District 4 cha- champion, Montoursville, Montoursville, Montoursville. Thank you, Jim. Seven thirty p.m. start. That's at Chicalame High School. Chicalame, Really close. I'm there. getting there. Dude. I'm, for uh, the
1: guy from Long Island. You're you're not doing too bad. I'm getting
0: right there. I'm getting right there. Class uh, three A jaw. The guys mentioned you're Catholic. Um, they're gonna be facing Loyal Sock Township. It's eight pm. at West York. and and, and this on is Saturday. This is
1: kind of a tough matchup for for York Catholic. they they've they, for years, they used to get the District 12 uh, team and they would just roll them at Dallas Town. This year is a little different. Loyal Sock coming out of District Four. Um, they've got two solid guards. Uh, three-point shooters so um, your Catholic should be able to get by if they if they do their work second round matchup is going to be probably a, a tough one um, it's going to be the winner out of Imatep or Pine Grove um, Pine Grove comes out of District 11 which is always good basketball um, and they're not afraid to be physical up there so um, we'll, we'll see
0: DeLone Catholic, they are going to be playing Saturday as well at 6.30 p.m. Uh, that game will be at West York. They are going to face Mastery Charter South, which held a 16-1 record. They were the third-place finisher in District 12.
1: And, and, and in case you're wondering, like Matt was saying, you know they're coming out different sides of the bracket, which means DeLone and York Catholic won't face each other again unless they both make it to the state championship game.
0: On the 5A boys' side, Northeastern Spring Grove, New Oxford, they're all going to take the court as well in the state playoffs. Uh, The Class 3A boys, York Catholic, they had a great year. They lost in the District 3 Class 3A semifinals, so now their reward is to go to District 12 champion Newman Goretti on Friday um, at 6 p.m. That game is going to be played at South Philadelphia High School, and we mentioned York York, York Country Day. Uh, the Greyhounds are going to be facing District One third-place finisher Jenkintown at 6 p.m. at West York.
2: That newman Gretti matchup for York Catholic will be tough. newman Gretti really boys and girls, are they're both powerhouses. It's a shame York Catholic couldn't have gotten a little farther in the the district tournament, like we thought they were going to, and get a.
0: Better matchup,
2: but you know, still been a successful year, and you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Very successful season for them, uh, but they, they definitely had heartbreak um, in the District 3 tournament. And Tough end of
2: the season. You figure they yeah. lose in the
1: York-Adams tournament. They lose their first district game. They lose in their seeding game. Yeah. Three straight losses here for a team that we thought had some real real chance to make some district title noise and maybe something in states. No, I think that's a really good point. But I will say, every every team we've kind of covered who, who's made some noise in the state tournament from this area has to spring an upset at somewhere along the line. If you go back to 04, it was William Penn making their run to the state Final Four, and they did it by upsetting Chester, which nobody gave them a chance at. Um, back then, they had a freshman guard – Um, Ricardo Banks, who has since passed on under tragic circumstances, freshman guard playing against Chester you figured no shot they won and advanced to the state semifinals Eastern York had a similar run during Andrew Nicholas and Austin Tillotson's uh, senior year they had a tough matchup I believe it was in the quarters ended up getting through which nobody expected um, and played in the semis so anybody who wants to make a run you're gonna have to face one of these awesome teams that you seemingly have no shot against um, and you have to pull the upset
0: It should be interesting. It's playoff time. Congrats to all our District 3 champions. It was a great run. We really enjoyed covering it. We're looking forward to the state tournaments as well. Follow us all day, every day on Game Time PA. Gentlemen, thanks as always.
1: Thanks, Teddy. Thanks, Teddy.
0: Bye.